Good evening, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. First of all, before we get started, if you're new to this channel, please hit subscribe. And you can follow me on all audio platforms. This evening, I'm joined by my special guest, Justin Hawthorne, who is a co-host of the Up The Villa podcast. I'll be doing the pre-match talk show before Aston Villa's away visit to North London against Tottenham. Sunday is a 2pm kickoff. It's going to be a big test an interesting game and a battle of the high line. Can Aston Villa improve on that away form? It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Justin, yes. how are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, honoured to be asked and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I always like talking about Villa, so this is no different. Yeah, because you're the fourth person. I've had on the show from the Up the Villa podcast. I've had all of the team on my show. You've saved the best till last, obviously, haven't you? Yes, yeah, I've saved the best till last. (laughs) And yeah, I really enjoyed the brilliant content that you, Luke, and all the team produce. Thanks, mate, very much. I like what you do as well. I've just been watching your Mick Dale episode, and that was a really nice episode. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy, Mick. I know him really well. Yeah, lovely bloke, yeah. Lovely bloke. Knows and his also, stuff, uh, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. Because I was a tall guy. Me and him, yeah, I actually I did. Yeah, And also, like, um, as, uh, like all the uh, the Aston Villa podcast, the Aston Villa podcast has inspired me for the future to be That's successful as well. That's very nice, and I say you're doing a fantastic job, mate, so keep it up. Really appreciate that. Well, we're going to get into the uh, the talk show, so let's talk about Sunday's game. What do you expect from our visit uh, to North London? <clears throat> it's going to be tough, isn't it? Um, they've started the season fantastically well, I think, um the new manager's come in. I think he's been a breath of fresh air into Tottenham. I think obviously losing Harry Kane in the summer was probably expected, but I think they've recruited really well. I think he did really well up in Scotland, Big Ange. And I think he deserved the chance to come down and, and manage in the Premier League. And I think he's looking like an astute hiring now from Spurs. I think he's come down. He's been a breath of fresh air. I think he talks really well. And I think he's he's moulded them in with the help of a few key signings into a, a really good side. You know, they've lost their way over the last couple of yeah. years, Spurs had. But I think the potential was always there. Obviously, the stadium's there, the support's there. Um, and the ownership's pretty good. I know he gets a lot of stick, Daniel Levy, but he keeps them on a pretty good f- financial footing. So we're going to go there with with a difficult task. I don't think it's as difficult as it would have been a few weeks ago because they've got a few players missing. They've got a, a lot of injuries in key positions. 
But I think in that with our form and, and the way we set up now and how good we've looked this season, I'm going on Sunday and I'm yeah. certainly looking to go and get three points. And I think that's what Unai Emery will be looking to do, going to get the three points from White Hart Lane. So Costa Pogler, you're considering a, he managed the Scottish Premiership, because from Celtic, the massive jump to the Premier League. But I like the band of football he plays as well. Yeah, he's he's done phenomenally well. He's managed to transfer sort of what he did at Celtic down to to Tottenham, and I mean we, we all know what the, the Scottish Premier League's like. It's it is always generally a two horse race. So you're going in a Celtic manager, a failure is finished, runners up, isn't it? So yeah. it's it's a lot more difficult to come down to the Premier League and be successful. But I think he's managed to do that. He's come in and and he's. He's transformed and really there's a, there's a clear definitive style of play now and there's a way he likes to set up not play really and the way he likes to, to sort of tactically set the overall he's really good I mean it's not that long ago where we hired the right Scottish Premier League managers yeah. champion and he came down and you know, he, he was nowhere to uh, Stephen Gerrard. would show you that it doesn't necessarily transport Scotland, a successful team in Scotland, down to England. He's done it really well. I think he's been really good. So I'm expecting a very exciting game. We have a lot of goals. Because both of them like to play in the hollow line. And both, but, but, I mean, they're both top teams. They're both starting the season very well. Also, it'd be interesting seeing how both teams set up against each other. Yeah, I do agree. I think I think both teams. You know, we did a tactical episode the other night, and and it was very interesting to see the way both teams do set their teams up. Um, they're a little bit different to us in the way they use their full-backs. They try and push them on and then invert them more into sort of central areas and let the wingers stay out wide and, and you know try and cause havoc with Son, obviously, as the focal point. But it does leave them, we think, a little bit, if they are to carry on that way. More vulnerable. Possibly, yes, exactly, yeah, more vulnerable because they leave the two centre-halves with one holding midfielder sort of to, 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 to keep the back door shut. And they're missing all three of those players on Sunday. You know, Van de Ven uh, is missing. Um, Romero's missing. And and, and and Bissouma. So three players that have been phenomenal this season for them. So I do wonder a little bit, and we did sort of th- think this way the other night, yeah. whether he will decide to maybe change it up a bit on, on Sunday because... We are a clear threat to any team we play now, and the way we play and, and you know the attacking options we've got, you know I think they have got to be a bit careful not to be too gung ho against us. With those injuries, I think it gives us more of a chance. I think. Yeah, I would agree. You know, it's always nice to play against the best team you can, and and. You know, we've got two really difficult games coming up in the not-too-distant future against a good Arsenal side and, and the reigning champions in, in City. So, But I think this Villa team is now ready to pit its wits against anybody in the league. And, and you know, we are, and we have been excellent at home. Um, 
but the away form has been a little bit of a disappointment. I don't think it's terrible. And I think we've played some really tough teams away from home. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, that this is an opportunity to, to maybe, you know, get on the winning run again away from home. Because I saw the match preview. You did me Luke Robinson and you for the podcast. And you said you wasn't really overly concerned too much about your life. No, no, I'm not really because of, you know, if you look at the, the away league table, it doesn't look great, but we've got seven points away from home. And I think Chelsea are currently in third, best third best away form, and they've got 10 points. So had we, have been, you know, won that game, which we, I think, all expected to win away at Forest, we'd be sitting third in the form table in the away form. And we sit in joint top of the home table, so those two combined, you know, tables would, would lead us to think that we are, we are a very very good side. Which, I, you know, I think we are a very good side. Oh, yeah. I think it's a little bit skewed at the moment the away form. I think you probably have got to wait until halfway through the season when you've played everyone once, and then you maybe get a better idea of where you are and. Our, our, our fixture list, you know, has pitted us against some difficult away games, hasn't it? And, and you know, the Newcastle game obviously was difficult and we lost that. The Liverpool game was difficult, we lost that. Uh, Forest, I didn't think was that difficult, but we managed to lose that one. Um, we had Chelsea away, which we, we, we beat them. So, you know, we have had some tricky away games, haven't we? And I suppose that'll even itself out going up to halfway through the season when we'll play everybody by that point. So we'll have a real good indicator after 19 games you know, where our, our way form is. I think it's because our home form is so good, I think. But your away form probably looks worse than what it actually is. Yeah, I would agree. You know, when you've won every single game at home and, and by a pretty comfortable margin, then anything other than that away and you start to think, oh, crikey, we're not too good away. But um, I've just been talking to Daz Hale and WM and, and there's no easy games in the Premier League, you know, and away from home, it's notoriously difficult to pick up wins. You know, we had a good run last season under Unai away from home and I think that's something that he will definitely be looking at to to improve on. You know, it's something that he, he, he's, he loves the fine margins, doesn't he, Unai? He loves to, to dot every... You know, I and cross every T, and and hopefully he will, he will have the answer as he's had most of the time to to how we yeah. we sort of start picking regular wins up away from home, starting on Sunday, hopefully against Spurs. Because also, do we play the same formation as Spurs? Don't we? Similar, do we? Very similar. Yeah, they sort of play a four. 3-3, three, three, I think, with, with one sitting midfielder and, and the full-backs, as I say, sort of pushing on and, and cutting in uh, with three up top, Kulisevsky's son, and I think Brennan Johnson's looking likely he's going to start, or, or is he suspended? I think he might be I know they've got another suspension, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it does look like it might match up like for like. Um Although I think Unai and I might have a little bit up his sleeve to maybe try and something a bit different on Sunday. I think he, as I say, I think the first ten or fifteen minutes he's going to be really telling. Yeah. I think you know if the fullbacks, their fullbacks, do bomb on, I think he'll have an answer to that. But I think he's not naive enough to think that Spurs might change it given the personnel missing. And I think he'll have one eye on that. And I think he'll probably one of his 
notoriously long team meetings have maybe have brought this up to the lads saying, look, if they do change the way they play, and then we'll look to do this instead. So I think it'll be it'll be a quick change if they set up differently to how they have been. Um, but I think he'll have everything covered, and I think he'll look look to to counter anything that they you know have got set for us on Sunday. Gonna be an interesting battle between the two managers as well. It's gonna be really interesting. Yes, absolutely. Two managers that are you know massively in, into tactical battles and and setting teams up in a way that they can sort of counteract other managers and the way they set their teams up. Um, Unai, you know, I don't think he'll ever stick religiously to one way of playing. And I think, and although this is his first sort of few few games in charge of Spurs, I think he's shown that already, that he's, he's, he's definitely someone who, who won't be set to one way of playing yeah. and, and he'll look to change things, not only game to game, but in game as well. You know, as you know, in game tweaks and management now, especially with the five substitutions, there's lots of different ways you can impact a game from the bench, isn't there? And, and substitutions or tweaks of play, you know, we've seen at home, especially the way that Kamara oh, sits yeah. in and, and, and makes that back three up and allows the fullbacks to bomb on. And I like now Tiedemann's in the side because I think him and, him and um, McGinn... It makes them, us even stronger with Tiedemann's. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I like... Um, I, I like... Bailey and I like Zaniolo in that position and obviously looks like with the news and the videos coming out of Villa today that Ramsey's not far away. So he's adding he's going to add another um, string to our bow, isn't he? But playing Telemans at the moment, I just feel like that midfield looks a little bit stronger with the four of them in there because Telemans has got such a good passing range. McGinn's got such good energy and gets up and down and can cover, you know, for players. And Louise has arguably been probably our best player this season. So all of them together as a four, I think you struggle to find four better midfielders in any side in the Premier yeah. League at the moment. Um, we've, got, we've got a great midfield but with that double pivot. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's you know set, set off that double pivot, isn't it? You know, it's it's such a good shield for the back four. Obviously, the Mings injury was a massive hammer blow at the start of the season, but I think Pau Torres has come in and, and taken up that mantle of the left hand side centre half really well. Uh, but it gives the double pivot allows the two centre halves to have that little bit more, you know, they're a little bit more relaxed, aren't they? Because they've got players yeah. of that ability in front of them, Kamara and Louise, that can shield the play and they break up the play well. And they're both, you know, football IQ wise, intelligence are phenomenal. And, and you know, if they see somebody breaking and there's a gap, then they sit in and help out as well. And then when we break, you've got players that have got phenomenal passing ranges. You know, when you've got your centre half, who's one of the best passers in your team, it bodes well, doesn't it? Dougie Louise. Back in the Brazil squad as well. Oh, he's His confidence is going to be high. Yeah, yeah. Kamara's played for France this week as well. So, internationals all over the pitch. Should so have stripped for depth in the squad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think all over. We've got um, players of, of world class ability now showing their, their, you know, how good they are week in, week out. And, and the squad, you would think over the next two, three, four windows, is only going to get better, isn't it? It is. So this is a way game, Justin. So I know we spoke about it a little bit. So what do we need to do to improve on the road? Oh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, 
I think we've just got to try and replicate our, you know, how we play at home and and, and confidence wise. I think we we need to get the early, the first goal. Getting the first goal away from home is is always a key factor. I've always been throughout my whole time watching football over forty years. I, I've always, whenever I've gone away from home. If we can get in at least nil nil at half time, I think that's half the battle because you're quieting down the away fans. Um, you yeah. look at specifically the Newcastle game, you concede early at any team in the country and you're up against it straight away, aren't you? Because the home fans are up straight away. We've seen that at Villa Park when teams come to Villa and we get the first goal, especially when you get it in the first five or ten minutes. Everybody's up and it's very difficult to to sort of quieten down a home fan, a home crowd then, isn't it? So We need to get through the first 15 minutes. Absolutely, yeah. I think we've got to do what we do best is, is keep the ball, control the game, slow it down, draw them out. Um and then and then try and hit teams and, and, and sort of capitalise on their weak points, which as we've said, Unai Emery is, is one of the masters. You know, he loves that clipboard, he loves his computer. As soon as any games finishes, he's straight on looking at the next game. So, you know, if Spurs have got any weaknesses, then I'm sure he'll have highlighted them. And then it's basically down to the team on the day to go and, and carry out the plans that he's set and set the traps for them. And and then it's again down to the players to, to when we do create chances, to take those chances and, and no more so away from home. That you, you know, if you, the first two or three chances you create, you want to take a chance, don't you? You want to go one up, and then that changes the home team's philosophy. You know, that the pressure's on them then to come out and try and turn it around. Uh, home fans don't like losing at home. We don't like losing at home, do we? So if we can get into the lead on Sunday and then that creates a problem for Spurs which means they've got to come out even more and maybe even overcommit more and then we can bide our time and, and be even more patient and then try and hit them again and get two or three ahead of them which we're more than capable of doing away and at home aren't we so I think there is ways that, that we can improve yeah. our way form we need a bit of luck everybody needs a bit of luck as well you do um, you need VAR to go for you you need a good ref <laughs> Which is unfortunate these days. These kind of things, are, you know, you do need to, to to have things go for you with things like that as well. But I'm really confident we can turn our turn it around this weekend and get a, another win away from home. We can, with that squad, we're definitely capable of it. As long as we still get get out the habit of it. Yeah, it's like goals. anything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like anything. You you got to get on a roll, haven't you? We've seen that when he came in and he started winning games. The momentum starts building, doesn't it? And and we had a good away run as well. We've now got this amazing away home run of of, of, of victories. You know, thirteen straight home wins in the Premier League. Oh, incredible! And record. once it's incredible, yeah. And once the, you go on these kind of runs, then the the team and and the players and the personnel they that they, they fight a little bit harder just to keep them going, don't they? Um, so I think coming off the back of an international break, hopefully the players will all come back fit and firing and the players that have remained at Villa are ready to go as well. And it's looking like, definitely looks like Ramsey and Moreno are going to be in and amongst it. I don't know whether they'll both, we'll find out tomorrow, won't yeah. we, on the press conference, whether um, either of them are going to be involved. I think Moreno's already been on the bench a couple of times, so I expect him to be on the bench. Um, and whether it's too soon for Ramsey to be on the bench, I don't know, but... You know, players of top quality that are coming back in to supplement what we've already got, which is a very good side. It makes us an even stronger team. With Ramsey and Marina. Another thing as well, I think, uh, needs to be a lot tighter at the back, I think. 
Yeah, we, we have conceded a few goals this season, but I, I don't think I'm... I think I mean the the one that's more annoyed than anyone is is uh, Emmy Martinez. He loves a clean sheet, doesn't he? Oh, he I mean, does. Yeah, he gets a bit annoyed when 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 we concede, especially if we're two or three and look with only a few minutes to go. He, he, he absolutely hates it. But um, yeah, I mean we're not the finished article, are we, Chad? We we are a team in that that are learning all the time, and I think you know it'd be naive to say that we're we're ready and we've you know we we are the finished article yeah. we, we're not you know we're we're a work in progress and there's lots to improve on and and i think defensively we can improve you know we have looked shaky at times but i think maybe a lot of that is because of having to sort of play with different players at the start of the season i felt a bit sorry for for, for uh, Pau torres when he had to play in that game when mings got injured it's a horrible thing to have to come off the bench you know to, to replace an injury especially such a serious injury as that and i think it probably took him a few weeks to maybe get up to speed and to the premier league but i think he's been outstanding so far Cons has definitely deserved his england call up um and I think Luca Dean's done really well as well. You know, a, a lot of people may be thinking that he could be done at Villa in the summer, that he might be on his way out. Yeah. But you know, the Moreno injury gave him that opportunity to become a regular starter for us. And I think he's done really well in that left back slot. I think he's he's been really, really good for us. And we he's all really know about Yeah, he has. He has. He's, he's he's almost back to probably some of his best football now. His delivery from set plays, he's always been has been sorry, has been a little bit ropey for us so far, but I think it's been back up to where he would like it to be. Uh, and he's and his sort of contributions in the attacking third have been decent. You know, he's a he's a very good crosser of a ball and he's created quite a few chances for us this season, bombing on that and that left hand side. We're going to talk about Tottenham's the most dangerous player. Um, that Sun's the most dangerous player. So, how do we deal with Sun? Ooh, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? How do you deal with Sun? Um, well, Wolves seem to be able to do it very well, don't they? I don't think he's scored against Wolves in his Premier League career, which is, is a really strange statistic. Uh, he tends to get a few against us, doesn't he? I remember a hat-trick not that long ago he scored. I don't know, mate. I think it's it's a difficult one. It, it, it's obviously the, one of the key key battles on the weekend is keeping Son quiet. And I think the best way of keeping any centre forward quiet is, is stop the service into them. If you can Off stop the ball getting, yeah, yeah. I think if you can stop the ball getting into him, and then um, he can't do anything, isn't he? If he hasn't got the ball, but he, he's such an intelligent player that he, he will sit deeper and, and come deep for the ball and try and make things happen. He's obviously been given the captaincy this season, which is he's, I think he's flourished with. Um, he's scoring plenty of goals this season, and he's relishing probably coming out of Harry Kane's shadow a little bit this season. So we've got to be very careful with him at the weekend. He's now Madison's out. He's probably the key player, but I think losing Madison is probably a bit of a big blow for, for some because he's, you know, they've struck up a pretty good partnership, haven't they? Straight away, um, yeah. So yeah, we've just got to make sure we keep him quiet. We keep tight on him. We we stop the balls into him, and when he does receive the ball, as we know, he's a threat from outside the box. He's a threat from inside the box, and we've just got to be Don't give him too much honest. Space. Yeah, definitely shut the space down. 
shut the balls down into him. When he does receive the ball, get into him quickly, try and nick it off him. That's where Louise and Kamara could come into play because he will might he does tend to drop off the front, doesn't he? And and try and create things. I think those two could be instrumental in maybe just dropping off five yards and, and, and sitting on his toes almost and, and, and stopping the ball getting into him. And if he does get the ball in little pockets of space, then the centre arse have got to be very alert to make sure that they step into him and, 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 and nick it off him and stop him from creating things. Well, sure, you know, Emery, he's aware of his threat. It's very important with Sunder to keep an eye on his pace running in behind, especially in that high line. Because players like him to try and exploit that high line. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, we like to play high line. Spurs like to play high line. And, and I think they got um, caught out a couple of times. I, mean, I know they had a few players sent off against the Chelsea game, I think it was. Um, but I think that was a lot of... Um, a lot of Positives really to, to, to Postacoglu because he didn't sit back and just accept that he was going to get beat. Even with nine men on the pitch, he, he kept that high line and tried to create chances. And they did create chances, to be fair to them, uh, you know, even though they were down to nine men. So it's something, again, we'll have to look at Sunday. I'm, I'm sure it's something that um, Unai has looked at to try and capitalise on and, and take advantage of. Uh, and we've got to be very careful with our high line, haven't we? Um, that we, we don't get done because they've got three very good forwards that will play. Is that Swedish striker? Is it Kulesky so, or something? Kulesevsky. That's it, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's sure, a good he's, player. He's UK, no, he's not sure he's Ukrainian. Kulesevsky. I can't remember where he's from now, but yeah, he's really good. He sits on that right-hand side and he's got a good left foot. He cuts inside, doesn't he? So those three will be pushing pretty high up, I think. Brennan Johnson has had to bide his time to get into this side and, and he's looked good. You know, he's scored a couple of goals now for them and we all know how good he is. You know, I think he's someone that I think on our pod we, we were thinking maybe we could go for in the summer. Yeah. When Spurs nicked in and got him, obviously with a nice big check they had from Harry Kane, they was able to go out and splash the cash. Uh, and he's, he's a good player. He's a very good footballer. He's a young lad and he, he's, he's, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe looking at England one day. Um, so, yeah, we've got to be careful. We've got to be very careful the way they set up and the way they try and attack down the sides and with Son. Uh, I think their weak area is probably going to be centre midfield. I think Hoiberg's yeah. going to come back in. Um, I think their left-back, Ugande, I think he's, he's injured as well. So, it's a big opportunity for us, mate, honestly. It's a big opportunity. Good take advantage of it. Massively, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're a City or an Arsenal or... Or somebody else that's going going there on Sunday with the players they've got missing, then they will all be looking to go there and and capitalise and, and win the game. And, and we've got to be the same now. We've got to be brutal. We've got to be clinical, and we've got to you know. I, I genuinely think we've got to go there and win the game. I do. I know they're a good side. I know they've had a good season, but they've lost two on the bounce. It's no surprise, you know, looking at the the players they've got missing that they have lost these two games. So we need to go and make sure it's three on the bounce now. We need to do what we did last season. I know yeah. Spurs are a different side now. All we need to do is as well. We need to get the offside trap spot on. The majority of the time, we do get it right. 
Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because especially with VAR now, you, you know, if you're a millimeter offside, they they pick up on it. So it's it's one of the key points, especially with the high line. You know, if you can time your runs in behind well, and with with the players we've got in midfield that can pick a pass, then uh, you know it's it's definite. It's a definite advantage to us, isn't it? You know, someone like Moussa Diaby who's got pace to burn. If you have him sitting on the back of their left back or their right back or whoever, uh, and you can get if they're pushing up to the halfway line, and, and someone like a Douglas Louise or even a Pau Torres sees a little dinking over the top, they're leaving a lot of space behind to, to be exploited. So it's something that you know. Again, like I said, first ten or fifteen minutes Sunday, we're going to know how Spurs are going to set up and are they going to change the way they play. And if they don't, then I think that ball over the top and exploiting, you know, the, the offside, I think it, it, it definitely could be a, a, an opportunity for us to to, to to get a goal or two. Well, what, what is your thoughts on Ange Costa-Pogler? I think he's great. He's been um, a breath of fresh air. Like I say, he's been somebody who I liked at, at Celtic. Um and I, and I like the way he talks. He's very refreshing. He, he definitely likes to be honest. I think his press conferences have been really interesting. I don't think he, he sits on the fence with anything. Uh, and I think the press and, and, and the Spurs fans that I talk to have, have been, you know, have loved him. Um, and I think it was a big appointment for them, especially with the Harry Kane sale, as I said earlier. If you get that that wrong. If you get the manager wrong after selling your star player uh, and he doesn't come in and he doesn't bring the, the team together and the club together, then they could have been in big trouble this season. You know, if they didn't get those few signings right and if they, you know, yeah. the manager didn't gel or, you know, he, he got off to a bad start. Um, you know, the, the, the Scottish Premier League is looked down upon by, by a lot of fans in England. There's like a, a, a sort of a nothing league and you know, coming down from Celtic, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's only managed Celtic. You know, you, you can't file up there, really. Uh, pressure's on when you come down. But I think it's been pretty faultless up to now. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how he reacts now to these couple of losses. And if we can turn him over on Sunday, then, you know, he has got a little bit of a, a wobble on his hands, hasn't he? So that'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. But overall, I've behind Unai Emery, I think he's my next favourite manager in the Premier League. Because even though Tottenham, they lost the last two games, and they lost against the Wolves at the last minute. They yeah. started the season well. Apart from that, but I think with Costa Pogba, the manager is completely rejuvenated and turned around the football club. But we know with Spurs over the years, they have been through a lot of managers, but now they've got a manager now. To his guy for a new identity, a nice brand of attacking football. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think it, you know, as I say, I think it was a a big appointment for Spurs that they haven't always got it right, have they? But I think they've got this one spot on. Um, you know, manager, who I think a lot of, and and it's going to be the matchup on Sunday off the pitch is going to be as important as the teams on it, isn't it? You know, two tactically gifted managers who, who, who think very deeply about the game and, and seem to leave no stone unturned looking at the opposition. So let's see who comes out on top. I know, I hope it is. I, I, I hope it's Unai Emery, obviously. Fingers crossed, yeah. Fingers crossed, yeah. 
and also the supporters. They completely trust Costa Poker there. Like what we said earlier about Harry Kane, considering he left the summer to go to Bayern Munich for big, big money, I think he's done a great job. And he's, he's actually yeah. rebuilding the squad. Yeah, yeah, he had a big task on his hands, didn't he? You know, going into a club where I'm sure when he was interviewed for the job, he would have been told that Kane was going. I know there was a bit of a backwards and forwards with with Bayern over the fee, but I think it was always going to get done, and that's exactly what happened. They managed to to get the money they wanted for him, uh, and then then really Postecoglou had to to think right, okay, how do I rebuild this club? I think he was. Lucky in a way that he had a player like Son at the club, who, who the fans love as much as they loved Harry Kane. Uh, he's thought of very highly down there. I think if they hadn't have got Son, there would have been a huge problem because you, you know you just don't find another Harry Kane, do you? There's not another one out there, and and I don't think somebody you know the only there's only two or three strikers in the world that have got a record like Harry Kane and with the greatest respect to Spurs, none of them were going to go to Spurs in the summer so to have a player like Son already at the club that can take over the captaincy and they can play up top and he's got a very good Premier League record of his own, I think that's helped Postacoglu a lot um, the Madison signing was a very good signing, you know, he lost his way a little bit at Leicester but I don't think many people question his, his quality, I think maybe his form dropped off last season and he lost his way a bit at Leicester. But, uh, you know, coming into a big club like Spurs has rejuvenated him. And the manager is a big factor behind that, isn't he? He's managed to get him in and he's, he's he's you know, he's, he's he's been fantastic for them. And alongside two or three of the other players that they managed to bring in, he's, he's done a really good job, you know, replacing Lloris at the back uh, in goal. Oh, yeah. You know, another really good Spurs player for the last few years. And, I think the keeper that's come in, Vittoria, is it? He's been really, really good. The two centre-halves that they've brought in, really, really good. Um, so he has recruited very well. Um, so hats off to him, really. He's done a really good job. Come on, look about Spurs as well. They're no longer a one-man team. A bit more like us with Jack Grealish. Yeah. They're always relying on Harry Kane. But now they're actually a whole a team. Yeah, I think in a way, sometimes it, it helps you when you lose that, that player. You know, none of us wanted to lose Jack, did we? And and course, we all yeah. felt that when he went, that, oh God, you know, we're going to fall apart now because we've, we've lost that player that we all look to to do something special in a game. And I think all the players looked to him, didn't they, to do something special every game when things weren't going our way. Just give the ball to Jack, he'll sort it. And I think that to an extent was a bit like Tottenham, wasn't it? Yeah. If we're struggling, just get the ball into Harry, he'll do something. So I don't think sometimes it's the worst thing in the world when you when you lose a player of that importance. It sounds a bit counterintuitive, but it it it, it I think it's helped them. Uh, I do, yeah. You know, someone like Declan Rice at West Ham as well. Yeah, you know, very intrinsic to them how they play, uh, and they lost him to Arsenal, and they've had a pretty deep. Well, they've had a better season in the league than they had last season. So I think really what it was. does is, yeah, it, it, it means that everybody else at the football club has to step it up, don't they? Because they haven't got that player anymore. So they have got a, a squad full of very good players that probably all, a lot of them underperformed last season and part of them, a lot of them hid a little bit in games, you know, because they have got a player like Kane. So now that he's disappeared, they've all suddenly think, well, I can't just knock the ball into Harry and he's not going to get me a hat-trick every week. So... 
I've got to step it up. And I think a lot of them have, haven't they? You know, Richarlison was okay last season, but I think we've seen a better Richarlison this season. And alongside the players that they've signed, they do look a rejuvenated side. Did you just scroll up a little bit to me? Just on the other I'm just going to drink a, a drink. Okay, mate. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but do you think with Tottenham's injury list, it gives us a good chance getting a good result against them? I do, yeah. I think it gives us a, a better chance than we probably would have had. Um, but to be honest, even if they'd have had everybody fit, I think I would have still fancied us. It's just the way I am, I think. Mate, I, I just think we can win everywhere, whether we can or not. I always think we can win everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I think it definitely gives us a better chance. Definitely, you know, we 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 are going to have a Spurs team that that isn't at full strength on Sunday. There's no question about that. That might go in their favour. We'll find out on Sunday. You know, as we were just saying, when they lose Kane, everybody else has to step up. Mm-hmm. Maybe that the players that have been a bit part players this season that have found themselves back in the starting eleven this Sunday will want to show the manager that, that they're good enough to stay in the side. So, you know, they, they haven't got poor players coming in. They've got players that have got quality, but they're not of the quality of the players that are out. But there's nothing stopping them on the day stepping up and and and, and having a good performance and beating us, There's, you know, as we said earlier, the Premier League is a, an unforgiving place. If we're not on it, uh, regardless of the Spurs team, you know, we can get turned over. I think if, if we are professional, I think if we are on our ninety percent at least of, of we our, we can best, beat anybody on our day. I think totally agree, totally agree, mate. I think we can beat anybody, and if we stay anywhere near the level that we know we're capable of, and Spurs aren't as good as, as maybe they can be, then then I, I don't really see a problem in us winning on Sunday. Because we're, we're, we're missing Basuna. Yeah. They're missing Richarlison. Yeah. And I think Van der Ven, for a centre-back, he's got a lot of pace. So Excellent they're going to miss player. him as well. Yeah. Absolutely, um, and the players coming in. I was just looking at the the, the team that they played against uh, Wolves. Um, Dyer and Davis at centre half. I mean, all day long, I'd, I'd take them too. Playing against them too. I mean, you, I, I I would be very concerned if I was Dyer and Davis coming up against our front line on Sunday. I think DRB Watkins, and if it's McGinn, um, that could rip them to shreds. It, there is a scenario on Sunday where we we absolutely take them to the cleaners because of the players that have got out. I don't think we. I don't think it's going to be a walkover, but there's a potential. I definitely think there's a potential if we play anywhere near our best, and they're off it. You know, then you know we could really take them apart. But um, I'd like Saab. Basuma's not going to be playing. Obviously, Hjordberg's in there. Giants Madison's injured. Yeah, Madison's out. Um, you know, LaCelso probably coming, Bentacoro coming. Um apart from that, that haven't got a very deep squad, have they? I mean Madison's out, Perisic is out, Charleston's out, Romero, Sessignon, Uganda. 
Van der Ven. You know, it's a pretty lengthy injury list, isn't it? it is. So, you know, it could be, it couldn't be a better time to play him. I don't think. I think it's a great time to play him. Grigori's body, sir. He's a key playmaker. So they miss his fantastic vision. He likes those through balls. Not to find a pass. And he's a dangerous set piece for it as well. So I'm glad he's not playing. And me, mate. <laughs> I'm very glad he's not playing. <laughs> I think he you know, he, he's he's a player that can hurt you, his knee in key areas, like you say, set pieces, free kicks around the box, you know, corners, he's great on corners. But he's good in open plays, good in tight areas. Mm-hmm. You know, he can hit, he can hit him from outside the box. You know, he can dribble around a couple of players and bury one in the bottom corner. They are certainly a weaker side without him. And, and if it's Schoiberg that's played in that role, then he's he's not a patch on Madison, is he in that attacking role? So um, I think um, I think our timing of going to uh, White Hart Lane couldn't be better. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some memories. Over the years against Aston Villa and Spurs, what's your favourite memory from playing them over the years? I remember going there because I go back a long way because I'm very old. Yeah. I remember going there with, I think it was John Gregory's side when we beat him and Alan Wright. I don't know if you remember Alan Wright. Yeah, good, an absolute perler into the top corner. He was a fullback. Yeah, left back. If, if you if you YouTube it later after you come off, Alan Wright at White Hart Lane, Aston Villa, he scored an absolute thunderbolt into the top right-hand corner from about 30, 35, 40 yards. Probably not that far out, but you, I remember it as about 35, 40 yards out. That was a really good day there. I also remember going there, and again, if my memory's correct, which it might not be, someone might pick me up on this. I'm sure just after Big Ron got the sack, yeah. um, that Graham Fenton... It's a blast from the past. He scored a couple of goals at White Hart Lane in a win. That was a really good game. And I also remember going there in the League Cup the year we won the League Cup and we knocked him we knocked him out of the League Cup away at White Hart Lane on a on a Wednesday night. If again my memory serves me correct. So I've got lots of nice memories of going to White Hart Lane. I am actually going on Sunday and I'm really looking forward to seeing the it's new stadium. stadium. Have you been, have you? I've never been, but I did see pictures no. of it now. Yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's phenomenal. I mean, the size of it is very imposing. Uh, one of my best friends is was a, a Spurs fan. He's passed away now, unfortunately, but I've been speaking to his... Um, that. That's all right, mate. Uh, I've been speaking to quite a few of his friends this week on the run-up to the game, and uh, they say it's an absolutely amazing... Um, place to, to watch football and I know Luke went last year and I was talking to him about it and he said it's a sight to behold so I'm really looking forward to, to ticking another stadium off my list of stadiums, hopefully well, well, I've got a few that stick out for me in memories yeah. I think New Year's Day which was like this year yeah. and a 2-0 away win I think with that game it really showed it here in our Emory how much we improved Definitely. It was, a, it was a tactical masterclass that day. Yeah, I agree. And also, another memory that sticks out for me was in November 2007. I think it was Tottenham's anniversary. In the Martin O'Neill era. Yes. The full rule draw. Yes. 
Yeah, some some, some phenomenal games. I mean, they've, they've been in the Premier League. Well, you know, they're almost ever present. I think, aren't they, Spurs? So, and we've we've had some phenomenal tussles with them over the years. You know, I'll go back to the Klinsman days, and they've had some great players, haven't they? So, um, you know, it's it's a game that you look out for in the calendar of playing them away away and at home. Um, and we've had a pretty reasonable record against them, really. And I think, like you said, the U and I Emery game last year when we beat them away was a, a classic away performance, wasn't it? Of of soaking up the pressure and hitting them and, and beating them. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be the same result on Sunday, mate. Because in that four four draw, when Emery was four one down, no, no, we, we uh, were four one. We were winning four one. Didn't they? They come back after that. Yeah, yeah, some great games, weren't they? So I was going to talk about about the game plan. What should the game plan be on Sunday? Uh, I think what we do our best, isn't it, is is keep hold of the ball, is make sure that we don't give it away cheaply, retain possession, see see exactly what they're doing. I'm sure that's what he'll be he'll be trying to do. See, you know, how they're going to set up. But the the key thing is to bring them out to pull them onto us and, and to be patient and then hit them with uh, with with our better players up front, you know, with, with Diaby over the top, with Watkins yeah. hopefully playing off their last man. Um, John McGinn's been in phenomenal form recently. Um, Yuri Tillemans as well. And I think ball retention is, is the way and, 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 and trying yeah. to make them come towards us. And, you know, they're at home. The onus is on the home team, as always, to, to try and win the game. So if we can just sit in and, and be patient and draw them out and then we can use our passing range and our movement to move them all over the place, hopefully they will overcommit their full backs. They will leave the back door open. They will, you know, isolate the two centre-halves and then the front three can run riot, you know, if they do play the way they normally play. And then, as I said, that you know, there's an opportunity for us to really hopefully take them to the cleaners. So what do you think the going plan for us should be? I think constant pressing. Don't give Tottenham any time on the ball. Also, I'd like us to see the full-backs push further forward, give us more width. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. You know, we, we've had a lot of joy, haven't we, with, with Luca Dean bombing forward and, and Matty Cash as well, with Kamara sitting in. Um We've got threats all over the pitch, haven't we, mate? That's that's the thing now. We're such a good side that we can we can sort of mix it with anybody. So if we can play anywhere near our, our best, then I think that there's there's opportunities there all over the pitch, especially the fullbacks. You know, Luca Dean making up that left hand side, and John McGinn running riot. You know, doing his little turns, scoring goals. I mean, the goal he scored the other week was phenomenal finish to bottom corner. Uh, Ollie Watkins is scoring goals for fun this season as well, so nice to see him get a, a, to notch as well Sunday. So yeah, there's opportunities all over to to pick him apart and try and win the game. I think as well, we could use our pace on the counter attack. Yeah. We could use Leon Bailey. Yeah, I mean, but, right impact substitution. Absolutely, you know, Zaniolo had a really good game for for Italy in the week. I saw and and Bailey's. Um, I think Luke highlighted this the other day on the pod. He's he's really starting now to understand his role at Villa, where where he's in it, you know can be used 
very effectively as an impact sub. You know, if you've had 60 minutes of, of Moussa Diaby running at you and causing you havoc, and you think, oh, great, I've seen him off, and you see the board go up, and then you watch Leon Bailey, who's probably quicker than him coming on. Because Leon you Bailey is better off the bench, role, I think. He has been, yeah. He's been used really well as, as sort of this impact player. So I think, he's, he's, you know, he, he, uh, and the way that Emery's sort of using him and that he's, he's sort of chomping at the bit to come on, isn't he, and cause havoc. And I think we've probably seen the best Bailey since he signed for us currently. And I think he's he's, yeah. he's the player we thought we'd sign when we signed signed him from Leverkusen, isn't he? Um, and, and long may it continue. I want to talk about Esri Kantsa. Was you disappointed Esri Kantsa didn't start for England <laughs> to the qualifiers? Uh, from a Villa fan's point of view, uh, I was glad he didn't start and come off the bench because I don't want him to get injured. But I was disappointed for the lad not to get his first cap because I think he's a phenomenal player and I think he deserves to play for England. Um, quite how Harry Maguire retains his position in the squad bemuses me, let alone in the first 11. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Gareth Southgate. I think that's pretty well known. <laughs> so, yes, I am disappointed he didn't get a cap. I'm glad he's not injured, but I think he fully deserves. I think if you look at the players we've got in that position for England currently, I don't see many better than Esri Concer. I really don't. I think Gareth Southgate really frustrates me. He didn't, he didn't pick him. What I don't get with every with not picking Esri Kansa, he's been performing consistently. Yeah, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. And I, I mean, Esri Kansa, he's a lot better than Harry Maguire. And even Louis Stunk and Gaihi. I, I totally agree. As I say, I I mean I know I'm biased. I'm a Villa fan, but. Apart from probably John Stones, I don't see many. I know he's injured at the moment, but I think I'd love to see a Stones concert partnership. I think that would be, for me, probably the best two English centre halves currently, you know, in, in the Premier League. So I think I hope he gets another chance. I hope, you know, time's running out to get in the Euro squad. I don't think there's, there's one more set of fixtures uh, before the Euros. So based on the fact he was a late call-up to the squad to replace an injured player, I don't hold much hope for him to get in the Euro squad because Southgate just obviously doesn't fancy him. You know. Because Southgate me, annoys me. Because he always <laughs> picks his favourites. Yeah. Not Which is annoying. Be, yeah, because it's just annoying because as an England manager, you haven't got to pick the same players, have you? You, you can afford to pick the players that are in form, can't you? Rather than, you know, like a club manager can only pick the players that he's got at his club, but an international manager can pick players that are in form. You know, he hasn't, he's left um, Sterling out, who hasn't been in good form, but he, he continues to pick Henderson, who's basically playing in a pub league, and he continues to pick Harry Maguire, who's the shadow of a player he was four years ago. You know, he was decent centre-off. I love how Harry Maguire performs. If he performs badly, he still gets picked. Yes, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I, I, I don't understand it. I never will. John Stones, I think he's probably the best English centre-back. Apart from that, 
as we can't sell. Yeah, I agree. John Stones is a really good footballer. You know, he's he's been playing already before he got injured. He was playing sort of midfield, wasn't he, for City as well? Is that is that you know good? He can play almost anywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, Conscious Form's been as good as Gahey. He's been as good as Dunks. It's been as good as Colville. More than oh, I think he's been better than all them. So the fact he's had to wait this long to get a call up is a, is a joke, to be honest. But um, we'll see. We'll see what the next trend, uh, the next international break that. brings. Yeah. So Justin, we'll can you manager. give me? Do you give me a score prediction for Sunday? I think we're going to win three-one. I like it. Positivity. That's good. That's it, mate. <laughs> I'm going to go two-one away win. Good lad. That's what I like to see. And also, Justin, I know you and all your team know the work I'm doing. But can you keep spreading the word about my podcast? Absolutely, mate. A pleasure to do it. A pleasure to be on. Really pleased to be asked. I'm so pleased to be on. Um, I'll follow you on Twitter anyway. But, uh, yeah, if there's anything ever I can do, you yeah. know, you've got my um, DM now. Just, just message me any time and I can do, I'll do everything I can to help, mate. Thank you. You're welcome to come on the show again sometime. Yeah, love to. Well, everyone, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like, share, and subscribe to my channel. Remember to make sure to keep your post notifications turned on. Also, please let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. Thank you so much, Justin, for your time. That's no problem at all, mate. Enjoyed every minute of it. Let's wrap up this episode with Up the Villa. Up the Villa.